Good morning, everyone, again. Welcome to our morning broadcast, our morning worship uh, broadcast. We're so glad again that you're here. Uh, Listen, how many of you do believe that our God is indeed a healer, a deliverer? Uh, I don't know about you, but I do believe that. And I believe in his word. He has a word for us uh, today. Uh, We're continuing in our journey through Romans, and we have today arrived at Romans chapter 14. So if you have your Bibles, I encourage you to open them to Romans chapter 14. Um, And in Romans chapter 14, Paul's intent in this chapter is to encourage healthy, respectful, productive relationships among believers, among the people of the faith. He wants to encourage that. He wants to ensure that that happens within the body. And so then he does that in this chapter. In the first section of Romans chapter 14 and verses 1 through 12, he focuses on respect for others, respecting others. And then in the second and the last section of this chapter, verses 13 through 23, that respect for others means not becoming a stumbling block to others. So then in chapter 14, our teaching passage for today is found in verses 10 through 12. Verses 10 through 12, those three verses we'll cover today. Would you read with me as we look at those three verses in Romans chapter 14? Paul says this, why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. That is our subject passage for today. And in this passage, I see a couple of things. Uh, I see a couple of things that Paul communicates that are both relevant and timely for us today, today, in this day, in 2021, and uh, what we're dealing with and going through in today. I see a couple of things that are relevant and timely in these three verses. In this paragraph that we've read, we find both challenge and comfort, challenge and comfort. We see those in this passage. The main thrust, though, of these three verses is challenge. That's the main idea. The main thrust is challenge. We see it. It's evident in the first part of this passage in verse 10, the first part of verse 10. The first part of verse 10, Paul says again, he says this, why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? Here's what he says. Here's the challenge that we have in this first part of this passage. Not to pass judgment on other believers over non-essential matters, but instead maintain unity in the body. That's the challenge that Paul presents to us today through this passage. He says to us, he said to the church at Rome, he says to us, Don't pass judgment on other believers over non-essential matters, but instead maintain unity in the body. In fact, if you go back to verse 1 of chapter 14, here's what Paul says. He says, don't quarrel over opinions. That's the word he has for them. Uh, Here's the reason why he says this, because some 
were quarreling over and passing judgment about opinions related to the practice of Old Testament law and Jewish worship. They were arguing and, and, and uh, quarreling over things like eating cer certain foods and observing certain days. These matters, Paul says to them, and I think also he says to us, are not essential to the faith and therefore should be handled with grace and understanding rather than judgment. These things should be handled with grace and understanding rather than judgment. And so then uh, he gives us this challenge that we should respect others' opinions, especially in those matters that are not essential. He addresses essential judgment in other places, but here he's dealing with those who are passing judgment on non-essential matters. And then the other challenge that he gives us is found in the second part of verse 10 and takes us all the way through to verse 12. And here's what it says again. Let me read it again. It says this. For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us will have will give an account of himself to God. Here's the other challenge to live your life in anticipation of meeting Christ and having to give an account of your own actions, not someone else's actions, but our own. And so the challenge for us today in 2021 is to live our lives today with the fact in mind, with the reality in mind that we will meet Jesus and have to give an account for our own actions, not those of our neighbors or our brothers or our sisters, but our own. What Paul does here is he references uh, the Bema seat judgment uh, that he writes about in 2 Corinthians 5 and 10. Uh, here's what it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 10. It says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. This judgment, by the way, is where Christians will stand before Christ. Christians will stand before Christ, not to determine their eternal destiny. For this matter, we know, uh, for the believer has already been decided but to give an account for our deeds while we have lived here on earth. In other words, how did we spend our time here on earth as, as followers of Christ? What did we do for his glory? What did we do to glorify him, to serve others? We will stand, Paul says, and give an account for how we spend our time. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, Verses 12 through 15, this account will determine whether we receive a reward or suffer loss, the text says, in glory. I would much rather, I don't know about you, but I would much rather be able to confidently say to Jesus on that day that I used what he gave me for his glory that I used, I would much rather be able to stand in that day and confidently look Christ in the eye and say that I used what you gave me 
for your glory. And then as I confidently say that to him, I would look forward to uh, experiencing whatever reward came as a result of that. On the other hand, text says that if those things, if I failed in those things, if I've not lived up to what God has given, to, to, to how God has blessed me and glorified him in that, then it says in that same passage that I will suffer loss. Now, I don't know what that means. I don't know what suffering loss means. I know it doesn't mean losing my salvation. I'll still get in. But whatever it means, whatever it means, I don't want to have to experience whatever it means. So then the main thrust of this passage, the first part of this passage, in fact, all of it, verses 10 through 12, is challenge. There's this challenge that Paul issues us. Live our lives in a manner that we look forward to the day when we meet Christ face to face, knowing that we'll have to give an account and then not judge one another for things that have no meaning and no matter and, and no significance. But then I also see something other than challenge in this passage. I also see comfort. The comfort comes as an added bonus as we investigate, investigate Paul's use of the quote that he uses in verse 11 that is directly from Isaiah 45:23 that that we see and that we're going to see in this part of the passage is an added bonus that we just get as a result of what Paul has said to us. We will, we get this. It's comfort. We don't necessarily see it. It doesn't jump off the pages at us. We have to investigate further to find out where this bonus comes from, where this comfort comes from. So then as we investigate closer, we find out that Isaiah 45:23 was God's declaration of his ultimate authority and sovereignty over every, every. He says over every. He says over everything, every, what, what, what he means by every. He says, in fact, let's read that. It says this. He says this in Isaiah 45, 23. He says, by myself I have sworn from my mouth uh, has gone out in righteousness, a word that shall not return to me, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear allegiance. It's what he says. What, what, what stands out to me, what grabs me in that verse is the every. Uh, God through Isaiah speaks of every knee. Paul uses it here. He uses it also in, in Romans and then he uses it also in Philippians chapter 2. What stands out to me is the every. It, 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 it talks about every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear or confess. But the word every jumps out to me because I think, I think it means more than just every knee and every tongue. I think it's a reference to everything in the entire universe. Bowing in submission. To God, who is the ultimate authority, who has ultimate sovereignty over everything. So then this is indeed great news. Isaiah 45, 23 is great news, but it's in verse 22 of Isaiah 45 that, that I really uh, see something that really speaks to our current situation, specifically and directly. It's in the 22nd verse of Isaiah 45, because let me say this, uh, we are in need 
of a word from God today, on this day, March 22nd, 2020. With what we're dealing with, with what's going on in our world, with the things that are happening around us, with this virus and, and, and social distancing, a, a phrase that none of us have ever heard of before now, with all of this and anxiety and fear and panic and all these things going on, we need a word from God that speaks to us. And it just so happens that Paul uh, couched in Romans 14, in the passage I read to you earlier from 10 through 12, there is comfort even for today. Because look at what it says in verse 22 of Isaiah 45, 22. It says this, look unto me and be ye saved. Look unto me and be ye saved. All the ends of the earth. For he says, I am God and there is none else. Look unto me. It is the verse, Isaiah 45, 22, that led the then 15-year-old Charles Haddon Spurgeon to Christ as he wandered into a church gathering by chance and heard the preacher say that the answer to all of life's challenges and questions is to simply look and be saved. To simply look and be saved. Just look unto him. So today for us, uh, that's a word for us because in these challenging times where there's anxiety, there's all these things that are going on around us, here it is. All we have to do is look. We should encourage our neighbors to look. We should encourage our family members to look. We should encourage one another to look to Christ and be saved because he has the answer. He has the solution to what we're dealing with. The Lord Jesus is our solution. So here it is. I want to close with this big idea. The big idea is this. Jesus from, from, from Romans chapter 14, verses 10 through 12. Here's the big idea. Jesus is Lord, not us. Jesus is Lord, not us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for just uh, being our God, for being our keeper, for being our protector, for being our shield, our buckler, for being our provider. Lord, we trust you in this time as we've trusted you in all times. We give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. We know, Lord God, that you've never left us, you've never forsaken us, and we know that you're here with us now. So we pray, Lord, that anyone who's watching that doesn't know you, Lord, will come to know you. Lord, we pray that you would be uh, uh, sovereign as you always are, that you would have ultimate authority, and that we would allow you to have that in our lives. We thank you so much for your word, Lord, that gives us hope, that gives us peace, that gives us a future that we can look forward to. For we know, Lord God, that you are still in control and still in charge. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Listen, we want to invite you that if you don't know Jesus, that you don't know this God that I've been talking about for the last few minutes, that you would, wherever you are, just give your heart to him, give your life to him, and he will change it. He will take away the fear and the anxiety and all of that, and he will give you peace that passes all understanding. Join us each week here 
at 10 a.m. for this broadcast. Uh, reach out to us through the week if we can be of any help at all. We want to do that. Uh, and then we look forward to the day that we can join together again in person. And when we do so, we invite all of you to be with us. God bless you. God keep you. Is my prayer. Amen.